Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast but don't know how or think it'll be too expensive? With the coronavirus ravaging the world right now, I know firsthand that money is super tight. But guess what? Anchor is a free app that lets you create your very own podcast. And the best part? Anchor doesn't charge you to make your podcast. I started my podcast, Secrets in the Desert, a little over a year ago on Anchor, and it is so easy. There are creation tools that allow you to record, edit, and publish your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, and my podcast is currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, just to name a few. And of course, on the Anchor app and Anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, so the more listeners you get, the more money you make. It's everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So if you want to make a great podcast very easily, download the free Anchor app in your app store or go to Anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started on your free podcast today. And yes, it's that easy. Hey, what's up guys and fellow true crime lovers and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 9 of Secrets in the Desert. I'm your host, T.T. Jimenez. I just want to touch base with all of my listeners because you know all this crazy that is 20. I'm sure everyone knows that by now Joe Biden and Kamala Harris won the 2020 election and will be taking over office in January of 2021. No matter how many lawsuits Trump, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris have won. So congratulations to them. Hopefully you guys, you know, can uh, help us get all back on the right track and start the healing process with everything that's going on. Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr. was born on March 12, 1986 in Sheffield, Alabama in Colbert County. Joseph was actually part of a pretty big family. His parents, Joseph and Evelyn Pruitt, lived in Sheffield, Alabama, where they had seven children. Of course, Joseph Pruitt Jr. and as well as brothers Matthew and Bradley. He also had three sisters, Tiffany, Tabitha, and Lois. So six children altogether. Joseph was the middle child of the six siblings, but was closest to his older sister, Tiffany Pruitt, and her daughters. Joseph was not like most young men his age, as he was mentally handicapped. People tended to take advantage of Joseph, and his sister Tiffany was always there looking out for him. Because of Joseph's handicaps, he received Social Security benefits. He had saved up some money because, like any 25-year-old single man, he wanted to travel and experience life. Joseph ended up 1,200 miles away from his family's home in Sheffield, Alabama, and relocated to Alamogordo, New Mexico, because he had some distant relatives that lived there. The first, as a true adventurer, when Joseph Pruitt ended up in Alamogordo, New Mexico, he loved it. Young married couple, Lawrence and Jessica Tarber, all two months there, Joseph lived out of a tent, moving from place to place every few days. Then one day, Joseph met a young couple at a convenience store, also had a young son. Because of the interactions that Joseph had with the Tarberts, they eventually invited Joseph to move in with them in their home. 
The Tarberts wanted to, to help Joseph get back on his feet, so in exchange for a few hundred bucks a month in rent, and if Joseph helped take care of their son, he could move in with them, and he did just that. When Joseph's family found out about him moving in with the Tarberts, they were just happy that Joseph was out enjoying his adventure and his life. Joseph's family didn't know, however, that that would be the last time that Joseph Glenn Pruitt III would ever be seen alive again by them. While Joseph lived with the Tarberts, it went super well at first. His family would get regular calls from Joseph for about two months. Then something changed. Two months later, Joseph called his father. He could come home. Something had happened between Joseph and the Tarberts, and all he wanted to do was go home. He didn't say back home in Sheffield, Alabama, and asked if what happened, just that he wanted to go home, and his dad said, of course, 1,200 miles back to his hometown. Joseph Pruitt was never heard from or seen again by anyone until two weeks later. A bus ticket to go. So on June 30th, 2011, he was supposed to be getting that's when they jumped into action and contacted their local police in Sheffield, Alabama, and they were told the Pruitt family, they needed to call the Alamogordo, New Mexico police, and they did just that. When Joseph's family called the Alamogordo Police Department to file a missing persons report, they learned that their son brother had been found dead in a canyon two weeks before, and they were trying to identify him. So how did Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr.'s body end up in a hot deserted canyon in southern New Mexico? Will his family get the answers and justice they so desperately deserve? Could Joseph have been one of the victims of a self-proclaimed serial killer? Investigators with the Alamogordo Police Department wanted to talk to Lawrence and Jessica Tarbert. Investigators got their names from Joseph Pruitt's family and knowing Joseph was last known to live with the Tarberts, they were the last two people to actually see Joseph alive. When investigators ran background checks on both Lawrence and Jessica Tarbert, the bull, Lawrence, this little motherfucker, tried to poison his father to death as a young child, like a fucking, like at fucking eight years old. Lawrence did end up in prison for this, obviously, but has since admitted to have been in and out of prison since he was nine after trying to poison his own father his first recorded crime he also tried hurting another family member by putting lighter fluid in their coffee oh wow lawrence you are such a sweet kid my god like who the fuck raised you lawrence tarber was an angry child he was in and this is what they found out lawrence william tarber was born in october of 1981 Lawrence Tarber was a fucked up kid, guys, and I mean really, really, really fucked up mentally. Being a kid with a fucked up mentality are bound to end up doing something horrible. Been out of jail prison since the age of nine. After his last prison stint in 2010, Lawrence moved to Alamogordo, New Mexico, trying to start a new life, hoping to live a better life. In 2010, after moving to Alamogordo, New Mexico, he met and fell in love with Jessica Pruitt. How ironic that the woman that Lawrence marries, maiden name Pruitt, is the same last name but spelled different as his murder victim. They eventually got married and had one son together. This was all before Joseph Pruitt came to Alamogordo, New Mexico in June of 2011. When Alamogordo Police Department first interviewed Lawrence and Jessica Tarbert, 
This is what they told them. Lawrence said that around March 2011, he and Jessica met Joseph Pruitt at a convenience store there in Alamogordo, New Mexico. They got to know him because he was living out of a tent around the convenience store. So they would see each other pretty much every day. I guess they became friends. So Lawrence and Jessica invited Joseph Pruitt to move in with them and their son as a roommate to help get him on his feet. All Joseph had to do was pay a few hundred bucks a month in rent, which he could easily do because he was receiving social security disability payments monthly because he had some handicaps. When Joseph told his father and sister Tiffany the good news, very happy for him because they were very happy that he was living the life the adventure he always wanted. This arrangement was going great at first. Joseph loved living with the Tarbirds and even helped with babysitting their son when he was needed. Joseph was so happy those first couple of months. Then something changed. According to Lawrence Tarbert, he wanted Joseph to leave their home. Lawrence claimed gone because all he did was drink and get high and he hated that he was doing this in his home where his wife and son lived. So Lawrence said he had to go. So maybe a month before Father's Day, Joseph called his father and asked if he could come back home. His father said, of course, yes. But since Joseph had been giving all his money to the Tarberts, it took almost a month for Joseph to get enough money to get a bus ticket to go back home to Sheffield, Alabama. So on June 30th, 2011, Joseph talked to his sister Tiffany and told her he was going to the bus station to get a ticket to come home. Tiffany was happy Joseph would finally be reunited with his big family that loved and missed him. However, he was never seen or heard from again. This is how the murder investigation of Joseph Glenn Pruitt began. Two weeks later on Father's Day of 2011, a young man called Joseph Pruitt Sr. wished him a happy Father's Day. But Joseph Sr. knew the young man wasn't his son's voice, so when he called him out on it, whoever the young man was just hung up the phone. A couple days later, Joseph's sister Tiffany received a suspect Facebook message from Joseph, but she knew in her heart that the message was not from her brother, and that's when all hell broke loose. Two days later, Joseph Glenn Pruitt's family was informed by the Alamogordo Police Department that Joseph, their son, brother, uncle, friend, had been dead for two weeks and that his body was found in a closed-down deserted bike trail in Fresno Canyon in the Lincoln National Forest. Canyon was shut down because it was summer and there is high potential of wildfires because of the dry desert heat. So it was closed because of fire restrictions and the dangers of a possible wildfire. No one was supposed to be there but two men on June 5, 2011. They decided to go for a bike ride through the canyon. 14 miles into the bike trail, they found a body on the Bridal Veil Falls bike trail. So at 11.30 a.m. on that June day on that June 5th 2011 morning the mountain bikers called 911 to report the dead body when an investigators arrived on scene there was just a badly decomposing body you can imagine how badly decomposed Joseph's body was because heat here can get up to 112 degrees Fahrenheit for days at a time and the body had been there for over two weeks. There was nothing found around the body or on the body. The body was so decayed there were maggots coming out of his eye holes, ears, and a big hole in his skull. So investigators immediately knew that whoever this was was shot in the head and left right there on the bike trail to die. 
Obviously, they had no idea who he was at first, but then they checked for any people who had been reported missing recently. That's how investigators found out about the disappearance of Joseph Glenn Pruitt, age 25, forever now. Since Lawrence and Jessica Tarbert were his roommates and the last known people to physically see Joseph, the investigators took them both in to be interrogated. Investigators were told by Joseph Pruitt's family his roommate's names as well, so this is how investigators knew to go talk to the Tarberts. During Lawrence Tarbert's interrogation, he didn't take the questioning seriously at all. The piece of shit would laugh awkwardly when talking about serious aspects of the crime. When asked about his last time with Joseph Pruitt, Lawrence claimed that he caught Joseph smoking weed at his house and being drunk for five days straight, so he asked Joseph to leave. June 30th, 2011, he and his wife and son were driving Joseph to the Greyhound bus station, so they got in an argument and Joseph asked him to pull over so he could get out and walk the rest of the way to the bus station, and that's what he did. Never saw him again. Lawrence claimed he pulled over and that Joseph got out of the car saying he was going to walk the rest of the way and he got out and took all of his stuff. Jessica Tarbert said pretty much the same story. Lawrence knew pretty much everything about Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr. Investigators found this as a red flag. Lawrence knew all and he also knew that Joseph receives social security disability and exactly how much he received every month to the exact penny. Even things like his debit card number and PIN number, he shouldn't know. Lawrence also provided to investigators that the last time he saw Joseph that day, they were talking Joseph's information, his name, his date of birth, his social security number, taking him to the bus station that he had about $500 to $600 on his person. Yet at the crime scene, no bullet casings were found and he had no wallet or money or anything on him. That's something only the killer would know, right? Yeah. Well, when police searched the Tarbert's home, they found all of Joseph's personal information, like his driver's license, debit card, birth certificate, social security card, none of jo- Joseph's other belongings. Like, come on, guys. That right there screams guilty to me. But no, Lawrence and Jessica Tarbert were let go because they had no evidence to hold them, just the suspicion that they knew they had the killers or k- killer. So as soon as they get let go, a guess about what happens next. The Tarberts up and moved away. There was nothing the investigators could do about it. Good old New Mexico judicial system. And her brother Joseph. She she immediately gave this information to investigators and they figure out the Tarberts are in Nelson, Nebraska. While the Tarberts were on the run, however, the investigators did not stop there. They found all of Joseph Pruitt's personal information documents, plus they dug into both Lawrence and Jessica's backgrounds and found out this. Lawrence Tarbert had all his past revealed, you know, all the times he was in and out of jail since he was nine fucking years old, remember? The poisoning of his father and another family member and all of the other fucked up shit he did during those years. And so yeah, suspect number one, right? Jessica Tarber, I Tiffany Pruitt, who is the sister of murder victim Joseph Pruitt, like the badass big sis she is, made a fake Facebook profile and added the Tarberts to keep tabs on them. You guys, Tiffany, I just want to let you know you are the type of sister everyone needs because fake Facebook profile 
Tiffany noticed that Jessica Tarbert po posted a picture. You did the damn thing. You are the true definition of a hero for doing this. That's because while on Facebook of her son and found out where the Tarberts left to after murdering, couldn't find out if she had a criminal record, but still, I mean, she knew she knows what her husband Lawrence Tarbert did to Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr. Also, before the disappearance and murder of Joseph Pruitt Jr., a gun was stolen from Jessica's parents' house, coincidentally, yes, hands in quotation marks. This is believed to be the murder weapon, which, by the way, was never found. So, yeah, Lawrence and Jessica Tarbert's disgustingly pieces of shit asses get their karma quickly. Since Tiffany Pruitt had found where the Tarberts were at, before they all could move again, which they were coincidentally about to leave Nelson, Nebraska, Alamogordo and New Mexico PD go to Nelson and arrest both Lawrence and Jessica Tarbert for the theft of the gun that was reported missing from Jessica's parents' house. That's what they could get them on for now. So Jessica and Lawrence Tarbert were arrested on January 23rd, 2013 while trying to flee Nelson, Nebraska. They are taken to the Otero County apartment where New Mexico investigators were there waiting to talk to them. Lawrence and Jessica Tarber are put in separate interrogation rooms to be questioned. At first, Jessica and Lawrence both stuck to their original story about the last time they saw Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr. Lawrence Tarber, being ever so cocky, of course, denied having anything to do with Joseph's disappearance or murder. Detective David Hunter called Lawrence a natural-born killer during his interrogation of Lawrence, and this brought a little bravada out of him. Ugh, how disgusting. Like, throw this whole piece of shit away, please. Ugh, ugh, I can't, I can't stand guys like him. Jessica Tarber in her interrogation room tried to hold onto her original story, but she eventually cracked and spilled all the tea. Jessica claimed Lawrence was very cocky and manipulative and very dangerous. That's why she never said anything before was because he threatened to kill her and that he has killed more people than just Joseph Pruitt. Yes, guys, you heard that right. Lawrence Tarber, according to his wife Jessica, is a serial killer. Are you serious? A fucking serial killer. Can you believe that? On January 3rd, 2013, Jessica Herbert confesses that Joseph, though on January 3rd, 2013, Jessica confesses that Lawrence shot Joseph in the head because he wanted Joseph's social security money and didn't think anyone would miss him, but he was wrong. This is what Jessica Tarbert claims happened on the day of June 16th, 2011. Lawrence was mad because he caught Joseph smoking weed and barn and that he had been drunk for five days in a row even though he was supposed to be helping Harberts by babysitting their son so they could work. That is what started it all. All she knew was Lawrence wanted him gone. Jessica said she had no idea they were going to kill Joseph Pruitt and had no idea about Lawrence stealing the gun from her parents' house. She said Lawrence wanted all his social security checks and that no one would miss him. And if they started digging, he came up with the story that they got in an argument and Joseph asked to get out of the car and he would walk the rest of the way. Obviously, that was a big fat lie. 
She still maintained she didn't know Lawrence was going to kill Joseph. She really thought they were taking him to the bus station. Then Lawrence starts acting weird saying things to Joseph. So that's when she realized what was going on and wanted nothing to do with it. She stayed in the car with the baby and Lawrence and Joseph go for a walk. Only Lawrence comes back. She starts yelling and screaming asking why would you do this kill her if she said anything according to jessica her husband lawrence was proclaimed serial killer <laughs> i'm sorry for last laughing I, I mean i know it's not funny but um we should have let him go home but lawrence forced her back in the car and threatened you'll see why i'm laughing here in a minute Jessica also claimed that Lawrence had told her on multiple occasions that he wanted to know what it what it felt like to kill someone. Lawrence claims he never said this to her because he had already killed before and knew what it felt like. My mind is fucking blown right now. To say something like that so proudly is so disgusting to me. When investigators went back to talk to Lawrence to let him know that Jessica confessed to everything, Lawrence doesn't believe them and refuses to talk. So then he is arrested on the gun charges and first degree murder. Tarbert knew this was the end though. Three days later on January 26, 2013, Lawrence Tarbert went to his extradition hearing to see if he would be extradited back to New Mexico. Obviously, he was granted the extradition. Nine days later, on February 5th, 2013, it took him a few days, but he knew what he had to do. This is what led up to the murder. Lawrence Tarbert found out his wife confessed. Lawrence Tarbert sits down with investigators back in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and admits to the kidnapping, disappearance, and murder of Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr., was upset because Joseph had been drunk for five days in a row and caught him getting high in their home. He was not holding up his end of the bargain, so Joseph had to go by any means necessary. Lauren said he came up with a plan by himself, vehemently denying Jessica had any prior knowledge of any of this. So on June 30th, Lawrence, Jessica, and their son, and Joseph Pruitt all got into their car to go to the bus station. During the drive, a hatred came over him, so he chose in that moment that Joseph needed to die. This is when he tells Jessica and Joseph they should go on like a one last hoorah hike before Joseph leaves back home to Alabama. Lawrence and Joseph were making small talk during the drive and it was freaking Jessica out a little. So they get to the Fresno Canyon and Jessica said that she wanted to wait in the car with their son. As Lawrence and Joseph walked the trail, Joseph told Lawrence... And I quote, I know you're bringing me up here to kill me. I'm not the smartest, but I ain't the stupidest. <sighs> I'm not crying, you're crying. I can't imagine the thoughts that were going through this poor guy's head knowing that he was about to die. I guess he was just making peace with it and that's why he didn't try to fight or run. <sighs> How horrible is that? Like, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. And he told her to shut the fuck up and get back in the car. Jessica claimed that Lawrence came back with no emotions, just adrenaline. Lawrence went on to tell investigators Joseph had something in him that, quote, I was going to kill him. It was scary that he knew, quote, what a vile, disgusting piece of shit Lawrence Tarbert is. Ugh. Tarbert says that parked across the street, to the entrance of the Fresno Canyon, hiked about 45 minutes into 
the path as the sun was going down they came to a clearing he bent down to pick something up and when he did that Lawrence shot him when he got back to the car alone jessica kept saying oh my god oh my god what did you do got a thrill or a rush from doing it it's true that jessica Bert didn't know this was going to happen or not imagine how traumatized she is probably still is to have kind of makes me sad for jessica because now she knew been a part of something so horrible lawrence was capable of and he threatened her to keep quiet and she did because she was fucking terrified of him only did the piece of shit lawrence tarber admit to murdering joseph pruitt in cold blood but without going into any details about these alleged other murders Lawrence Tarbert continued with his confession, saying he picked up all of the shell casings, money, and Joseph's phone to try and cover up the murder. He has three skull tattoos on his arms. The skulls was for the murder of Joseph Pruitt Jr. Tarbert says, quote, I'm not bragging or anything, but three people have died by my hands. Three people have died by his hands, and that's, end quote. He said the first victim was we will call Damien because he was an average white person trying to be something he wasn't. So Lawrence called him out on it, Darren, by crushing his throat with his hands. Second time he killed someone and both these murders happened before Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr.'s murder and the fight turned physical. He got the upper hand and killed and connect him. He will confess. <laughs> So he essentially isn't willing to do the investigator's job for them. Okay, well, hello, Lawrence. You can't claim to be or even be considered a serial killer if you kill more than one person. And as of right now, you're only linked to one. So nice try, buddy. No extra brownie points for murderers that may or may not have happened. Those two investigations, and yes, I said used quotations around the word investigation, are ongoing but investigators don't believe he really commit two other murders guess what i'm right there with them this is laughable seriously like what the fuck don't drop the soap lawrence tarber <laughs> i think he is saying he killed other people for some sort of status in prison but come on I mean, those, there has to be those victims found or you're just a regular schmegular one-time murderer. Lawrence Tarber, here by the way, um, he was walking, minding his own business and someone tried to hit him with their car. So Lawrence pulls out his gun and completely emptied the clip. Then he walked away. So now Lawrence Tarber is a self-proclaimed serial killer. What do you know? I don't know. <laughs> that for damn sure and neither do investigators because he is refusing to give any further details about the other two murders but he said if the investigators can Tarver was charged with tampering with evidence and served four and a half years in prison. She got out in 2000 and never been charged with any involvement in the murder of Joseph Bert waived a lawyer and representative himself like the narcissistic douche that he ended up pleading to larceny of stolen property value of less than $250 but less than $2,500 receiving, transporting, and possession of a firearm by a felon, larceny when stolen property is a firearm, receiving stolen property is a gun, 
tampering with evidence, and first-degree murder. Lawrence Tarber is serving life in prison. He will be eligible for parole in 2043. Again, good old New Mexico judicial system. We're finally over. Joseph Glenn Jr.'s family said there was no reason for him to do it. Joseph was a really good person. He wanted to go on an adventure and ended up being murdered by these monsters. Joseph's family will never forgive Lawrence or Jessica Tarber. And you know what, Pruitt family? I'm right there with you. Well, this case was a crazy one to say the least. Joseph Glenn Pruitt Jr.'s family will always remember him for the fun-loving guy wanting to go experience life on an adventure, but now he will forever be 25 because there are monsters that live amongst us, and we don't even know it. What a scary thought. I'm a true crime fan fanatic, so my brain primarily is already on a silver stick watching my surroundings at all times. My husband makes fun of me for doing it, but you literally don't really know anyone really truly anyone could be an evil piece of shit. That's so scary to think of. That's why I carry half pepper spray and a knife on me everywhere I go, just in case. Because you never know, and that's fucking scary. Guys, that's it for today's episode of Secrets in the Desert, episode 9, The Body in the Canyon. I'm your host, Kiki Jimenez. Until next time, guys, peace out.